You're listening to a podcast from Father Peter Smith, St. Columbus Parish, North Leichhardt, on the 29th Sunday in Ordinary Time. And now here's Father Peter. The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus told his disciples a parable about the need to pray continually and never lose heart. There was a judge in a certain town, he said, who had neither fear of God nor respect for man. In the same town, there was a widow who kept on coming to him and saying, I want justice from you against my enemy. For a long time, he refused, but at last he said to himself, maybe I have neither fear of God nor respect for man, but since she keeps pestering me, I must give this widow her just rights or she will persist in coming and worry me to death. And the Lord said, You notice what the unjust judge has to say? Now will not God see justice done to his chosen, who cry to him day and night, even when he delays to help them? I promise you, he will see justice done to them, and done speedily. But when the Son of Man comes, will he find any faith on earth? The Gospel of the Lord. Jesus speaks this parable to his disciples in today's Gospel and, and to us about an unjust judge and a widow seeking justice. Perhaps to our ears it doesn't seem as appropriate as what it would in Jesus' time because in Jesus' time the judges were unjust. Most of them were out for themselves to try and make money out of those who were penitents and so forth. Widows and orphans were the ones who were left aside in society. When a woman's husband died, she was never able to inherit his property. And so widows were left, more often than not, poor and destitute. And here we have this woman who keeps going to the judge saying, I want justice from you again and again. And the judge just gets worn down and says, all right, okay, I'll give you what you want. Not because I think it's right, but because I cannot stand your pestering me any longer. When I was reading it earlier in the week, I was thinking of um, an incident that I saw recently, as we've all seen many times, where a little child in a supermarket saying, Mum, can I have a lolly? No, not now. Mum, can I have a lolly? No, not now. Mum, can I have a lolly? And it's kind of pestering and wearing down. But then the idea that this should be compared to the way we are with God is, is somewhat false, I think. I don't think Jesus was comparing this widow and the judge to the way we are with God, but rather contrasting it. Notice the line that says, Will not God see justice done? And John done swiftly. In other words, God always wants the best for us, but he wants us also to recognise our dependence on God. The problem here, of course, is that we pray for things repeatedly, over and over again, that we think are only right, good and just. Like I've been praying for months now that there will be an end to the war between Russia and the Ukraine, and it hasn't happened. Why hasn't God done that? It seems to me it's a good thing. Many lives will be saved and so forth. Well, God's sitting up there in heaven and saying to me, Peter, the problem is not with me, says God, it's with you. Peter, you need to recognise that 
I will do justice and justice will be done in my time and my way. And so in a sense, it's, it's our humanity, our smallness in the sight of God that fails in us to be able to recognise that God has this ultimate plan and that we're not let in on it. And yet you notice that what the challenge is is for us to conform ourselves to the will of God, not for God to conform his will to us. And we pray that, don't we, all the time in the Our Father. I think there's another lesson in this too about perseverance, about sticking at things even when it can seem difficult. You know, sometimes those in society whom we deem to be the least are sometimes the ones who are the greatest. And I want to tell you this morning about a few examples I've found of people who really stuck at it, people who didn't let go. I don't know if you know it, but Winston Churchill repeated the eighth grade three times. They all thought he was a complete dummy. It was said of him, he seemed so dull as a youth that his father thought he might be incapable of ever earning a living in England. Charles Darwin did so poorly in school that his father once told him, you will be a disgrace to yourself and all your family. G.K. Chesterton, the great English writer, could not read until he was eight years of age. One of his teachers told him, if we could open your head, we should find not any brain inside, but only a lump of white fat. <laughs> Thomas Edison, his first teacher described him as adult, and his father was convinced he was a total dunce. Albert Einstein, his parents feared the child was so dull and performed so badly in all high school courses, except mathematics, that a teacher told him he should drop out of school. Another famous one, of course, is Abraham Lincoln, who failed miserably at school. He was only ever schooled for six months, Abraham Lincoln, and he tried to enter parliament dozens of times. He tried to get uh, jobs within the government and failed, and then ended up one of the greatest presidents of the United States. And so I guess it reminds me that we too sometimes need to stick at things, and also we need not to judge other people because they turn out often very differently in adult life than what they are as kids. And I also think, oh, maybe there's hope for me yet. 